Hi, everybody. Welcome to Cannabis Tech Talks. This is Patricia Miller, Managing Editor with Cannabis and Tech Today. Joining me are two talented members of the Spinner Grow team. We have David Batens, Chief Operating, Chief Operating Officer David Batens, and Dennis Bowie, Chief Designer and Engineer of the Spinner XP. Welcome, guys. Thank you for joining Patricia, me. Patricia, thank you for the opportunity. Hello, Patricia. <laughs> So today's episode, we'll be talking about automation and cultivation, um, two of our favorite topics at Cannabis and Tech today. So Spinner Grow has created a self-contained automated growing system called the Spinner XP. Um, one of its coolest features, in my opinion, is the ability to go from clone to flower in six to eight weeks. Um, but before we really dive into the tech, I'd love to know, um, David, you had a kind of an interesting background before getting into cannabis that really kind of played into this. Can you well, talk it, about that? Right, Patricia, absolutely. So, so interesting because there used to be a family business. We were beer wholesalers in the state of Michigan here. We were owners, uh, again, working with my dad and brother. But it's amazing how the, the beer alcohol industry, when I found myself in the cannabis industry and, and hemp industry, how it parallels so much with the alcohol industry. You've got brewers and growers that have the same goals in mind and they have, you know, their egos and things like that, which is not a bad thing. And they, uh, it's just the parallels were amazing with that, you know, and you've got mass produced beer and mass produced cannabis and you've got craft beer and craft cannabis. So I was really pleased and really comfortable with all of that, uh, you know, coming to this industry, bringing those experiences along. Uh, but I was, uh, you know, pretty, pretty struck by the similarities. Yeah, you were dealing with a lot of regulations and then also those differences in the quality between mass produced and craft. Absolutely. And that's where, you know, Dennis being the inventor of, of the spinner, um, that's where we really find our niche with that. You know, it's uh, uh, definitely craft, craft cannabis. And I, I'm when I was in the beer business, I call them beers with personalities, craft beers. This is cannabis with personality, you know, that, that has a specific... Uh, product that comes out of our unit that can be, you know, uh, it has a, a characteristic to it that is, we feel, and we have proof really in, in some uh, uh, testing that we've done uh, of how it's unique and it's good at branding, you know, and things like that, because you always want to find an identity. Oh yeah, that's so important in this industry, right? And I've had the opportunity to grow with the Spinner Grow, and it really is an an incredible quality. Um, I've compared it to outdoor grows, and this is just from a, a casual grower. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not a, a cultivator, but there's a very marked difference. Um, and I think, I'm sure your craft clients would agree. A a absolutely. My, my wife and I, we, we started growing here in Michigan um, uh, about a year and a half ago. We, you know, learned a lot from Dennis and that, but again, we, but the machine did most of the work and, and it's, uh, it's it's hydroponic and you know we we really found uh we were pretty pretty jazzed at the results we got you know being new new on the block you know so, yeah me too well so on that note i'd love to know um dennis how did how did you come up with the idea for the design and maybe you can tell me what what makes it so unique among automated machines um sure uh the spinner is a self-contained plant growth chamber. Uh, you've had experience with it, Trish, so you, you know the spinner intimately now. Um, 
my background is engineering and architecture. So design is my forte, engineering is my passion, and uh, Spinner is a product of that passion. Uh, the Literally, the process was a trial and error, uh, pro, con, cost, benefit analysis of all the existing systems that were in the market at the time. And we looked, and, and from an engineering point of view, you're looking at the you know, the liabilities as well as the benefits. And what we've discovered was that there was no single package that contained all of the benefits, but a lot of them had the liabilities. So um, it was it was uh, an iterative process and the spinner was designed to be optimized around the light. Uh, the light is, for indoor growing, is the be all and end all. Um, and uh, the spinner was essentially designed around a vertical light. So as you notice, the light sits vertically. The concept of vertical grow is based around better penetration into the canopy of the plant with the vertical light orientation. So we took that aspect, which was already uh, a well-known uh, factor in growing at the time, and, and we introduced it to a sea of green concept. Now, typically sea of green, traditionally, uh, people don't think of vertical growth sea of green until they started putting um, vertical surfaces, sort of 2D wall panels with you know plants growing out of it. So that was an inspiration for the spinner. So we combined sea of green with vertical lighting but we took it one step for further. Uh, in any system that exists, whether it's conventional or automated systems, uh, there's a canopy effect. And the biggest problem with the canopy effect is that it prioritizes the, the, the surface of the canopy that's closest to the light. So whether it's the top of the plant or the side, whatever is closest. And the plant morphology then follows that pattern. So the plant will tend to throw more growth uh, on the side where the light is and less on the other side. Eventually, you end up with one part of the plant shadow. Again, the, in an indoor environment, the light doesn't move typically. It's not the sun. So you don't get an east-west kind of transit, so you don't get that exposure. So what you're doing is you're, you're, you're getting a canopy effect, which is giving you good product on one side and horrible results on the other side. And so the spinner kind of took that last barrier from sea of green and canopy and, and vertical grow and put it together. And, and by turning the plants individually, we now can expose all sides of the plant. So we, we've taken the exposure to the limit as far as efficiency and full utilization of the light energy. So that's really the basis of the spinner. There's a lot more, but I'm sure we'll get into it. Well, and I think that that's definitely one of its most unique features. And you look at this very self-contained unit. I mean, what's the footprint? Four by four, I think? Approximately, yes. Yeah. So, you, and you wonder how can you grow 12 plants in this thing? And how are they all going to get light? And I think that really unique feature of them spinning around each individual pot rotates. And so you get these really uniform plants where every side has the same amount of growth and weight. Um, and it's, it's pretty amazing to see the finished product when they're all, you know, covered in buds and uniform and, and just doing their thing in there. Well, it is so interesting, Patricia, where, you know, when you say like a, a clone to flower, which is, you know, flowering is typically around an eight week cycle, you know, you've got uh, less could go wrong in eight weeks versus 16. Mm. And also you have a younger plant that is, uh, you know, uh, Dennis can maybe explain it's it better, just, but that's- The younger plant is more virile, it's more, it's got more potency, like any mm -hmm. organism, the younger it is, obviously it's, it's got more, more energy, life energy. So. Uh, as far as even size, uh, the plant more efficiently processes the nutrients through the roots up into the leaves and you know, the rest of the plant. So, so you do see a, a higher quality flower from a younger plant starting than an older plant. So that's, that's another one of the benefits of the sea of green, which is what the spinner takes advantage of. Oh, wow. I had no idea. That, that makes sense, though. 
That's cool. And it is interesting comparing an outdoor plant growing at twice the time and you get these stalks that are huge and it's like a little tree versus what I'm growing. I mean, it's still tender and you can kind of, you know, shape it and work with it. It's a very different, um, it's a very different plant. <laughs> you, know? you know, Dennis is a really good analogy of, of, you know, like you and me, Patricia, being kind of newbies to this, how the, your steak, your steak one, uh, oh, leaving, oh, oh, yeah. I love this analogy. I mean, there are, there's a few analogies. It's, it's more or less being able to, you know, prepare something that you could only, let's say if it was a steak, you know, you need the finest steak at the finest steak restaurant. Well, if somebody were to try to tell you, you can, you can cook that at home, you'd probably tell them, you know, get out of here. You know, there's not a, not a chance in heck you're going to do that. But with a spinner, you can actually do that. You can actually create top quality. And, and I would say that the quality is actually unsurpassed by a conventional grow so that you actually couldn't get what you get out of the spinner um, in the market right now, unless you were getting it from another spinner source. So uh, it is unique that true. Uh, and I'd like to expand on that a little bit. There are some advantages to growing in the spinner. And I, I like how in the background there, you've got, you're showing it in the pod version where you can stack them and create a built out grow. One of the advantages of that is that you can't, it's much harder to cross contaminate and, and pests and things like that. Um, can you talk a little bit about how that would be an advantage for people who maybe are traditionally doing an outdoor grow or even an indoor in a room grow. Right. I'll start and then Dennis can expand on that. So each beautiful uh, intro there, Patricia, as far as um, each unit is its own microclimate, hmm. meaning that, you know, inside you have the doors, you know, and you have minimal contact with the plants. You know, you, once you get them going, you really don't need to be in there all the time. So each, yeah. Think about it, you could have different growing cycles in the same room, you know, you, with the lights because it's enclosed in there, uh, you could have different cycles going on in the same area. So, um, but what's nice about that too is um, you don't have to touch the plant, you know, nearly as much. Um, and it, it definitely, uh, definitely has its advantages and, you know, some of the other things. Yeah. Right. Um, I think consistency is the biggest advantage. That we can speak of, and that, that, as you say, each each pod in, a, in an arrangement where you have several pods, like in the picture here, um, the environment is identical. So it doesn't matter uh, whether it's the back corner, the front, the middle, any mm -hmm. part of the room, you're getting pretty much the exact same air distribution, you're getting the exact same light exposure, uh, thermal conditions, humidity, whatever it is. Um, so you're, you're avoiding the microclimates that you find in a conventional grow. When you've got a room that's in the thousands of square feet, you're going to have parts of the room where the air is stagnant, parts of the room where the air is moving more, the temperature is different, the humidity is different. So all of these conditions will affect the growth of the plant so that you'll get an average. Uh, but that average will be a lower average than you would if you were in a spinner because you're basically upping that entire uh, situation where every plant is getting optimum conditions as opposed to only some plants getting optimum conditions and the rest suffering. So there is that benefit with being self-contained and also the light that's uh, emitted in the spinner is completely contained within the unit. So once the doors are closed, uh, as David said, you can have other light cycles and other, other plants on even in the room, just out in the open for that matter, without being affected by the light inside the unit. So you're getting 100% light retention, which means all of your light is incident upon the plant, either directly or indirectly. Um, so, no other system can give you that. Um, 
and, and like I said, being self-contained and, and having a uniformity in terms of unit by unit, uh, you now can achieve something that you could never achieve in terms of uh, standards of quality uh, of the growth and, and, and also the, the labor in and the labor out as far as processing. Um, you'll find that, as David said, there's, there's less hands-on with the spinner. The idea is to optimally, if we could, we would, you would put plants in there and you wouldn't open the door until harvest. Uh, and that would be the ideal situation for any grower. <laughs> and we're working towards that, but uh, that's kind of one of the benefits of being contained like that. There's, and, and, and with the option of putting a camera in each unit, you can now remotely you know, be able to monitor the growth without having to go in there. The less you inter interrupt and interfere or touch the plants, as David said, the better for the plants. We, we kind of call it no plant left behind because e each plant has got uh, e equal access in there. Not, nobody's being treated different, you know, in there. So it's all, uh, you know, which is great. There is, there is a corollary to that. And that is that um, if you give every potential plant uh, the exact same conditions, what you're going to determine is that um, if you have a difference in phenotypes, if you have a difference within the strain itself, or just even within the cuttings and where they're taken from from a mother plant, all of those differences will show. So uh, because you're giving everything the, the optimal condition, the ones that are better formed or better adapted or better have better potential will will show that immediately. So you'll get a divergence. And so it's great if you're doing any kind of research or testing and you're trying to determine which strains or which types or which nutrients or which anything for that matter, you're, you're going to get the, the results right away in, in the fastest time. And you can then start averaging your results and figuring out what to do with your next yeah. crop. Exactly. We've definitely had breeders that, that looked at it and go, wow, this you could test different, like Dennis said, different. It's different. crazy. Yeah. yeah because you, cause you're, if you're giving everything the best conditions, like I said, the ones that have more potential will, will show it right away. Yeah. yeah. How interesting. Yeah, I hadn't considered that, but it would make sense. And I, make it easier, I guess, to pick out mother plants too, the strongest of yes. that crop. Oh, we see it as a, as, a, as a research tool that, that at this point has been not really uh, uh, identified in that use and we're look, we're actually exploring that option. I think I think it has a huge potential of research. I'd like to, before we move on, I'd like to touch on the no-touch aspect of it. So we're living in really unique times right now with this pandemic and you noted that you have seen a bit of an increase in people's interest in this. Do you think it's because there's very little interaction with the plant or, you know, how have you seen your demographics change a little bit as this um, kind of global crisis has made people rethink where they're sourcing their materials? Well, there, there's no doubt, Patricia, where um, we've definitely had growers where they, uh, uh, you know, their, their concern is all the employees and all the, the you know, uh, things they have to do for personal protection and all that. Well, with our, our system and a commercial side, you don't need as many employees, you know, because there's not, uh, plus the plant, again, it's, it's its own microclimate. So there's a lot of interest uh, with that whole aspect, you know, not, uh, you know, uh, being touched and not being, you know, uh, it's in a closed environment. So it's uh, definitely, definitely uh, with the things that are going on in today's world, uh, definitely a, a, a way we can go with, uh, presenting the, the spinner to growers, commercial guys in particular. I think the other aspect that, that, <laughs> that spooks people as much or maybe more so is, is just the, the ability to secure a supply chain. Um, exactly. If, if that's something that's questionable in today's pandemic uh, you know, environment, 
a lot of people are looking to either stock up or, or somehow reserve. Uh, it can get expensive if you're dealing with outside suppliers. So, so a lot of the interest comes from just being able to uh, be your own supply chain for that matter and, and get un unparalleled quality product in your own house uh, without having to wait on or having to find out whose stock is whatever it is, you know, due to the circumstances out there. So it, it definitely is a supply chain factor as well. As, and and uh, as David said, it's sort of a, a sanitation and, and health issue as well. Right. Yeah, exactly. I thought of that this this year. I started my grow about um, six weeks ago. I'll be harvesting soon. But that was definitely in the back of my mind, not only sanitation and quality, but convenience. Um, you know, I, it's become very cumbersome to to procure <laughs> items out in the world. Um, and I just thought, you know, why why not take advantage of this? And use this time where I'm spending more time at home. Oh, to right. Plus, you exactly. Let me interrupt. But you know exactly where the product came from. And then think of the pride you have and the pride, you know, with, hey, we did this, you know, and it, it's, it's something that, wow, pretty cool. You took it from a little clone and, and you know, there there's, it's not a really easy thing to do. You know, uh, there's, it might seem easy, but there's, but once you, uh, have a system like ours where you can uh, the machine does most of the work for you. You got you got to know you definitely have to know what you're doing, but it's uh, it's a lot of pride in that. You know, there's there's there a danger to, there's a danger to everything though. You know, right. if you don't know what you don't know, that that can be a problem for some people, right? Obviously, mm -hmm. right. So well, this very makes it easier, definitely. <laughs> I was afraid to to start growing because I I know myself and I'm I'm kind of a lazy. <laughs> kind of lazy in my off time. I have a hard time keeping a house plan alive, if I'm being honest, because I'm just not that great at watering consistently and stuff. So the right. big deal for me was that it's, it automates so many of these factors. I really spend about 20 minutes on it a day, you know, more at harvest and maybe a little more in the beginning, but you're checking pH and water levels and things. And, you know, once or so a week, you've got to change out your water, but it's, it's a very low impact system. I think it's approachable for people which is important and, to get into. Exactly. And you can see directly, you know, what you do has direct impact on what's, what the results are. And it's, you know, it's kind of exciting when you know that, especially once you get into, you know, adding different kind of newts or, or you know, additives to your solutions and different cycles, CO2, whatever it is that you start getting into, but it, it definitely opens the door for growing. Right? You know, there's been a lot of people who, who started with spinners that ended up, you know, getting into growing in every which way probably. Right. And it's, it's really designed to be a platform too, you know, uh, as, you know, as a new grower, you really don't know what you want, but we have a basic model, but then as you, different irrigation systems, different uh, lighting, uh, all that, you can easily adapt it to the unit without having to buy another unit, you know, so, um, which we don't mind if everybody does, but. Uh, well, let's so talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Are you planning, um, are you doing any like changes or upgrades or adaptations to the the spinner now yep. the spinner is designed as a modular system and that's part of the the tech approach to a lot of systems designed nowadays is to be able to upgrade without having to buy a whole new module you know i mean whether it's your computer at home or whatever so and typically that's a software matter for us it's become a hardware and eventually a software factor as well what we'd like to get into is obviously more controls that are digital and remote and allow you to data log and then also keep track. We see that going into a commercial direction so that you can actually 
guarantee that what you're selling has been grown as according to whatever SOPs that you're using. Um, having said that, but because it is a modular system, for instance, uh, any of the, the parts of the machine that wear are uh, interchangeable or replaceable. So as, as if a customer, as David said, wanted to go from one type of irrigation system to another type of irrigation system, that's perfectly doable. If they wanted to uh, swap out their lighting to a different type of lighting from a high pressure sodium to a CMH, uh, that would be doable as well. If they wanted to change the motor pack to a, from a, an electromechanical module to a digital module, that's also doable. So everything's pretty much uh, designed to be a plug and play. Uh, that means if you bought a spinner and then two years later you saw an upgrade that you wanted to take it to the next level, uh, it's very much a matter of just attaching the new module and disconnecting the old module. So uh, that's, that's the direction we'd like to go in. Uh, everyone wants to be upgraded, you know, without too much difficulty, if it's an option there without having to buy the, you know, a new model. And that's really what we see. Uh, the other options we see in the future relate to uh, more of the commercial growing and that would uh, impact customization of the unit. For instance, if somebody had developed uh, SOP that involves certain strains that involve the different morphology, the unit could be adapted to become taller. Uh, the number of plant sites could be changed from 12 to lesser uh, plant sites, multiples of two, so either 10, eight, six even. So all of these things can work together to uh, customize the grow for the SOPs or whoever's growing what particular strain. We're getting interest from hemp growers and, and other people. We're also looking at soil as, a, as an option. So uh, we're excited going forward. We see, we see a lot more uh, interaction with people that are doing their own R&D in, the, uh, in the business, in the market. And a lot of that is, is definitely something I think a spinner can make an impact on. And that's what's so great is, you know, you've got all these different areas. You've got the, the home grower like us, Patricia, you've got uh, the commercial grower, you've got uh, labs. I'm real excited about, about research for labs and things like that, you know, and testing strains and all that. Uh, uh, the, the, the spinner was in the last two seasons of uh, Wheaties. Uh, it was in there. So people that we've had people call, like, didn't I see that on the, the HBO show Weeds? And it was, uh, yeah, it was in their lab too. Though. It was in the lab. In the lab part. So research and that, you know, I'm, all, I'm excited about all that. Yeah, that's super exciting. And looking forward, you know, how do you see the industry adopting more automation? Because I've just seen it increasing everywhere I look. Oh, uh, I think if you talk to any growers, they'll, they'll tell you, you know, where can you cut costs? And labor is one of the areas, you know, that's just the way business goes. And, and obviously automation is something that's taking the business in that direction. If you have a room with just a bunch of tables, I mean, there's a, a limit to how much automation you can get into. Uh, it's not going to change the overall environment for the growing of the plant. It might make it easier to grow, but it's not going to improve the quality of the plant, you know, necessarily, but with a spinner, we've got the option of improving the quality of the plant and making it easier to grow. So uh, yeah, it's a win-win from a producer's point of view, I think. Yeah. Well, and I think in that, with that lab component and tying that into automation, you're enabling these researchers to get more consistent products. And that's really important for the adoption of medical cannabis. If we don't have that consistency and repeatability, it's very difficult for doctors to prescribe this and then say, uh, oh, you're having a reaction. You know, I don't know why this is different from the last batch you had. I have no idea what the chemical profile is or how to create a consistency there. So I think creating a system that 
lends itself to that consistency is going to be really important in the scientific side of, of medical cannabis. We couldn't have said it better ourselves, Patricia. That was, that was well, well put. Well put. <laughs> that, that's what really, you know, there's so many aspects of this that get, get me excited, but that, that, that is a big part of it because that, that's where we see the, the future, you know. It's, I think it's across the board. I mean, if somebody can actually address the issue you brought up, Patricia, I mean, they would be, they would be sort of leading the industry, I think, uh, because ultimately it's a labeling problem for the guy who's, who's selling on, 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 you know, on the, the vendor side of things. You have to label within a certain percentile of error to be, like you said, correct in terms of the medical applications. And what we see now is they'll have the same product with a range of up to five to seven percent variance from a low to a high reading of whatever levels you're looking at. And you don't know until the batch is available at your point of sale what that is. They, they can't guarantee it in advance. So it's an, until that time then, you know, instead of, you know, maybe an 18 or 20%, I, I got a 16% batch. And, and like you said, that can have some impact on people who, where it makes a difference. And I think that's, that's something we're looking forward to with Spinner with working with growers to see if we can actually dial that in so that becomes less of an issue. Absolutely. Because I think that's a factor no matter what. I mean, from, 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 the, from the growing to the selling, it's a big factor. Yeah. That's important work you guys are doing. Where can our audience learn a little bit more about the spinner and what you've got coming next? Great. Well, we've got our main uh, web website is spinnergrow.com and we have spinnerusa.com. Those are two websites we have. Um, we also have uh, on our Facebook is Spinner Grow and Instagram is Spinner, spinner Grow Official. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's that's kind of uh, where we're at. We're we're getting more into social media as we, uh, you know, I'm I'm gonna be 60 here pretty soon, but I definitely <laughs> gotta, you know, the social media is very important, and uh, definitely uh, we we love doing stuff like this, and we're we're excited about sharing more uh, with the social media. So. I'm looking forward to seeing some of those time lapses. I know you're making, David. You get those up live. I'll be tuning in. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> camera in there and it shows them yeah like doing a dance so they yeah, yeah. takes a picture every 60 yeah. seconds so they're going back and forth yeah, it is <laughs> yeah. it's definitely interesting yeah yeah well guys i really enjoyed learning more about automation and cultivation with you today um for our listeners if you enjoyed today's podcast follow us uh cannabis tech talks on apple spotify stitcher iHeartRadio, or wherever you listen to podcasts for, uh, also, our spring issue is available of Cannabis and Tech Today. It's on Barnes & Noble newsstands in America and Canada. And you can check us out at canatechtoday.com. And we've got a huge event coming up soon, the Emerge Virtual Cannabis Conference. Um, it's North America's first 3D virtual event. So we're really excited about that happening in September. I hope everyone will check it out. And David and Dennis, it's truly been a pleasure. Until next time. <laughs> This is Patricia Miller and the Spinner Grow team signing off. Thank you for listening to Cannabis Tech Talks. This episode is brought to you by Fluence. Fluence creates lighting solutions for controlled environment commercial crop production. This means cannabis cultivators are able to get denser and more potent flower with enriched cannabinoid, terpene, and flavonoid profiles by gaining greater control over your light spectrum and intensity. 
Fluence applies the latest research in photobiology, evidence-based design, and advanced technology to foster a healthier and more sustainable world.